This is your captain speaking. My name is Taylor Morgan. I am a CrossFit Level 2 trainer, and I am dedicated to helping you improve your life. I created the Captain's Lifestyle because I wanted to help as many people as possible. We cover topics ranging from fitness, nutrition, recovery, mindset, and more. If you're content with settling for average, then walk the plank. But if you're ready to become the captain of your own life, welcome aboard. What's up, captains, and welcome to another episode of the Captain's Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Morgan. This will be my first podcast episode in a while, as I'm sure you're aware of. Um, I was in Saudi Arabia, and so I kind of took a little break. I was very busy there coaching, um, training, but now... Thank goodness I am back, and these podcasts will be coming a lot more frequently as I am transitioning 100% into online lifestyle coaching. So this is my first podcast back, and I apologize if the audio quality is uh, a little bit worse than usual. Uh, I haven't unpacked everything, and so I'm just using um, my headphones to record this, but if the sound quality is not good... I hope at least the uh, knowledge quality is good. So today's episode will be Taylor's travel tips. Figure it's only fitting uh, with me traveling the oh man, it was like thirty hours of travel back from Saudi Arabia to California. And with the holiday season, people doing a bunch of travel to visit family. Um, I figure uh, figure this is a good time to post an episode about travel and ways to mitigate all the negative effects from travel, which we'll uh, go into. So start off with uh, the negative effects of plane travel. So plane travel can cause inflammation. Um, it challenges your immune system, right, with all that air circulating uh up in the plane all those sick people all those farts you know you all know what i'm talking about um radiation solar radiation and from the x-rays that you pass through at security uh can dehydrate you from the low moisture in the air and the high cabin pressure and if you're traveling to or from to and from different time zones it also jacks up your circadian rhythm because uh, your body has no idea what time it is anymore you're still operating off of uh what time it was before when you travel different time zones your body still thinks it's that time which is why um, if you're traveling uh, east you will probably wake up earlier and if you're traveling west you might have a harder time um, falling actually no I'm sorry those are reversed if you're traveling west uh, you will probably wake up a little bit earlier and if you're traveling east you will more than likely have a more difficult time falling asleep uh, because uh, your body still thinks that it's it's daytime. Now we'll go into some things you can do to kind of mitigate all of these uh, effects from airplane travel. So I've accumulated these uh, mainly from Ben Greenfield, but also just from traveling myself, um, kind of um, experiencing things. So what I what I like to do uh, pre-flight. So this starts even days before 
uh, you get on the flight. And most of this is is mainly for for longer flights. I mean, if you're just flying like an hour, hour and a half, whatever, it's it's not that big of a deal. Um, but definitely for international flights, um, especially if you travel frequently, you're going to want to kind of pull out all the stops um, and make the travel situation as stress-free and as optimal as possible. So like I was saying uh, before the flight, a couple days before, you're going to want to consume foods that are high in glutathione and sulfur um, because they're antioxidants um, and they detoxify free radicals, heavy metals, um, stuff like that from your body. And these foods should be consumed uncooked, raw, fresh, uh, and organic. That's the ideal situation. Uh, I mean, you always want to get organic, but if you, uh, if they're not raw, fresh, or you cook them, um, then that kind of depletes some of the glutathione levels. So anyways, some of the foods include asparagus, avocado, broccoli, cauliflower, spinach, and bell peppers, which a lot of those you can uh, eat without feeling the need to cook them like avocado. I don't – is there even a way to cook avocado? Because I'm sure somebody's probably deep fried it at a carnival or something. But anyways, um, if not, you can always supplement um, and with that, you won't have to eat as much with the foods because you, you'll get a, a higher concentration um, if you get a quality glutathione supplement. Um, but it's just easy way to, to incorporate, um, some of those foods into your diet a couple of days, um, leading up to the airplane travel, uh, if not every single day, I mean, those foods listed, uh, and there's more as well, but, uh, I'll list them again, asparagus, avocado, broccoli, cauliflower, spinach, bell peppers. Those are foods. I think, let's see, one, two, three, I have at least like three of those every single day on a daily basis. So, um, but especially uh, leading up to airplane travel, good idea. Also, uh, consuming turmeric or curcumin, as those are antioxidants as well, anti-inflammatory. Um, before the flight, you're also going to want to wear um, what's called graduated uh, compression. So the only thing that I have that's compression is uh, compression socks. And what this does is, is it just kind of helps the uh, – because, you know, when you're sitting uh, – in that seated position for long periods of time, the blood and everything builds up in your legs and you might have noticed your feet start to swell. So the compression socks can help mitigate that. They also make um, graduated compression leggings and shirts as well. Um, Just search on Amazon, whatever graduated compression. uh, And I'm sure you could find some options, but I wore the socks uh, coming back from Saudi Arabia and they worked wonders. No, no swollen feet. Um, and we'll go over other ways to, to mitigate that in the, uh, mid flight section of this, but moving on in the, still in the pre-flight category, things you can do to optimize your travel, uh, is I like to fast when I'm traveling. So a couple reasons for this, um, one, the food, the, so the quality of food on the airplane and in the airports is just shit. So if you fast, it kind of takes away um, the option, right? Because if you're fasting and you're hungry at the airport or on the airplane, it's it doesn't really give you any option, um, right? So it's not between like McDonald's and I don't know what else is in airports, like some 
like crappy tacos or whatever. Um, if you just fast it, it just makes things a lot easier. Um, plus all the benefits of fasting, which I'll do a whole another podcast about, but just to go over it, uh, real briefly, um, fasting, uh, is great for longevity. Um, and it's also, so another good reason to fast with airplane travel is it puts you in ketosis and which, um, if you didn't know, uh, when ketones are used as the primary source of energy, uh, it, I mean, that's, it's you, your body burning fat as an energy source, as opposed to, um, glycogen carbs, uh, being in ketosis also slows the aging process. Another reason why it's good for longevity and you can actually get by on less sleep while you're fasting or while you're in ketosis. So, um, this can especially be good for, for plane travel. Um, like I said, if you're flying, um, uh, what was it? If you're flying East and you're having trouble falling asleep, uh, actually both. Cause if you're traveling West and you wake up early, um, you'll get less sleep there as well. So if you're fasting, you get, uh, you, you can get by with less sleep. So a couple of those reasons, um, is why I fast, uh, during airplane travel. Also, I just like it because it's a challenge. Um, this flight, I was actually sitting next to a guy. He was a diabetic type two diabetic. And this is going to be a little bit of a tangent, but, uh, he told the flight attendants to let him know when, um, like a half hour before the food was served because he had to go inject himself with insulin. And so they brought the food and of course the airplane food is shit. It's like, um, rice with crappy chicken and like a chocolate pudding and a roll. And it's like, this dude was type two diabetic and he was eating all this shit. Like he's literally killing himself. But anyways, so that was the first meal. And then the second meal came and I also didn't eat anything then. And he looked at me and he was like, you're not eating. I was like, Nope. Uh, I didn't want to go into it there. He didn't ask, but it's, it's just because the food is crap and it's a good challenge, right? I, one of my core values is challenge. So I love challenging myself, obviously. And so seeing the food there, the two people next to me are eating, it smells good. I want to eat it. I'm hungry, but it's just like, nope, you're fasting. You can fucking suck it up, do the hard things. So that was kind of a little bit of a tangent. The challenge part of it has nothing really to do with why you should fast during a flight. Um, just kind of an, an added bonus. Um, so longevity and being able to get by with less sleep uh, while fasting are, are the main reasons you should fast while on um, or during travel. Okay. Uh, other than that, some things you can do pre-flight are always taking the stairs. Okay. So in airports, there's always, uh, elevators, escalators, all those lazy people taking them, but not you, right? If you're living the captain's lifestyle, you're going to take the stairs, uh, just a good way to get quote unquote exercise in, um, and what I found is because everybody is always taking the escalators, if you take the stairs, you can get your destination a lot faster because the stairs in an airport are never crowded. So if you're late uh, to your gate, that rhymed, and you want to get there fast, don't take the escalator. It's crowded, full of lazy people. Take the stairs. All right. So I think that covers uh, the pre-flight 
stuff. Uh, if I think of anything else, I'll uh, I'll definitely um, go back to it at the end, probably. But all right, now some things we can do mid-flight to um, mitigate some of the uh, buildup in your lower legs as you're sitting in that seated position. Um, also to mitigate the dehydration that the high altitude, the, the cabin pressure creates uh, and some, some things to work on in the plane. So number one is movement. Okay. So first off, if you're, uh, if you have the means to get business class or first class, I would recommend that, especially on international flights, long flights, because you get that extra leg room, you can stand up, um, not have to worry about asking people to, to get up, to let you out. Um, you kind of have your own space to move around, right? All this space for activities, as they say in Step Brothers. If not, you just have a regular economy seat. That's totally fine. There are still some things you can do. Some simple things just include um, like ankle circles, okay? Just moving your foot in a circle, uh, all different directions. Some other things you can do calf raises. So raise your heels off the ground, hold them for like three to five seconds, lower them back down, do that for a couple rounds. You can also do the opposite of that, which is lift your toes off the ground, Again, hold it for a few seconds, put it back down. Um, and what this does is just kind of increases the blood flow, um, kind of keeps things moving, right? So you don't get swollen feet. You can also like bring your knees to your chest, stretch out, um, sh- shoulder shrugs, shoulder circles, um, bring your neck every direction, neck circles, um, wrists, stuff like that. So those are some things you can do in your seat. In addition, uh, I would challenge you to um, do some squats every time you go to the bathroom. Um, So uh, with the seat down, pants on, I mean, obviously not like doing anything dirty here. But uh, so every time you go to the bathroom, do some squats to the toilet seat. Okay, this is just another way to get a little bit of exercise in, keep the blood flowing um, and kind of mitigate the, uh, the damage that just being in that seated position for hours and hours has on your body. Um, and you should be going to the bathroom pretty frequently because of reason or, um, um, how should I say this? Um, technique, I guess, number two, to mitigate the, uh, the hydration portion of flying, which is drinking a lot of water. So when you drink a lot of water, you obviously go to the bathroom more, which gives you more opportunity to do those squats to the toilet. Um, so you want to drink a lot of water, as I said, because the high altitude, uh, and the, the low moisture, the high cabin pressure, um, dehydrates your skin, your joints, and some things you can do one pretty obvious is drink a lot of water. And this is probably more water than you think. Um, you should be drinking every hour. So the, the little cups that they give you are not going to be enough. So I recommend bringing your own little shaker bottle and just ask them and they will fill that up. Um, instead of getting those little tiny cups, it also helps save the environment. So instead of getting another little plastic cup that never degrades, um, just bring your own reusable one. Okay. Also, um, to replenish the electrolytes and kind of maintain, um, more of the water that you do drink. Um, like I said, electrolyte tablets, 
uh, would be a good option. If you're fasting, it's also a good way to kind of uh, mitigate your hunger, um, kind of add some flavor, not just drinking boring water the whole time. Some other things you can do is uh, rub some oil, like just a little bit of olive oil uh, in your nostrils. And that will, so if you've uh, ever flown, you probably got like a stuffy nose or, or um, felt like your nose was very dry, which is because of the, the lack of moisture in the air. So if you just rub some oil on the insides of your nostrils, that'll kind of help keep it lubricated. All right. Some other things to do mid-flight uh, is be productive. So instead of just watching a movie, listening to music, or tune out, um, not saying you can't do these things. Uh, I definitely encourage them. I mean, especially if it's a flight as long as mine. Mine was like a fourteen-hour flight. Um, I don't expect you to to be productive the whole entire time, right? But uh, I do think that the majority of your time should be spent improving yourself in some way, shape or form or working on your business. So listening to podcasts and taking notes, um, is a fantastic substitute for listening to music, right? Just kind of tuning out. You can learn something. Um, also, uh, watching the in-flight documentaries. Oftentimes they'll have documentaries. So instead of watching a movie, uh, you can actually learn something, uh, from the documentary bring a book to read. Okay. That's always a good option. Everybody knows about that. Um, you could also get some work done on the plane. Um, so yeah, be productive with your time, always getting better. And when it comes to sleep on the plane, um, so if you want to sleep on the plane, um, some things that I recommend is investing in a neck pillow. Um, those things are money. Um, but to use it properly, try to get a window seat. Okay, so you have something to lean against. Um, and so I had a middle seat, so I, I couldn't really sleep. Um, I can't sleep in a middle position. So, uh, But if you have the, the window seat, you can get that neck pillow, lean up against the side of the plane. Uh, also get some earplugs and an eye mask, right? So instead of hearing the crying babies, uh, in the row behind you, uh, put those earplugs in, maybe get some, uh, noise canceling headphones, uh, put the eye mask on and you're out. Okay. Um, and we'll go a little bit more into sleep, um, at the end, but some things you can do to, uh, induce sleep on the plane, just, um, take some sleep supplements, high doses of CBD, which again, we'll go into later. Um, some magnesium kind of relax you. Um, so yeah, that's a little helpful tidbits to fall asleep on the plane. So now we'll get into uh, post flight. So th- some things you can do after the flight, um, again, movement, right? So you've been stuck up in this metal tube, 30,000 feet or whatever above the earth um, in that seated position. So you're, you're probably all swollen and achy. So you're going to want to move. So again, another good reason to take the stairs, not the escalator, right? Don't be lazy. Um, and move doesn't necessarily mean like you have to go to the gym. Like this could just be a walk, ideally outside in nature, getting some fresh air. Um, you can go for a swim at the hotel pool or wherever it is that you're going, um, some yoga, uh, some stretching, foam rolling, whatever, just kind of getting the blood flowing. Um, number two, this one is very important. 
as I just said, being up in that uh, middle tube above the earth, uh, you're getting bombarded with positive ions and you need a way to um, get more negative ions, and which happens when you are grounding or connected to the earth. So perfect situation. You're out in nature, barefoot, stoking up all those negative ions. If not, if you just go from the airport to the Uber, to the hotel, to the Uber, to the conference, whatever, um, there are, they make grounding mats. So I actually bought these grounding mats and I can't believe I left them in Saudi Arabia. I was so excited to use them. So my roommates are going to have to send them to me. Um, but what, what the grounding mats do is you plug them into an outlet, um, that is hopefully grounded and, um, the ones made by, I think it's ultimate longevity by Clint Ober. Um, they come with a, a test plug to make sure that the, the outlet is grounded. And if it is, you just plug it in and it's like a, it's, there's, there's different ones, but there's a little like miniature yoga mat thing. And with that, uh, it's basically like you're standing barefoot on the earth. So you just stand on that thing, uh, get the negative ions, um, and that's easy to use. It's portable. Like I said, it's just like a miniature yoga mat. You can use that in the airport. You can use it in your hotel. Um, they also make one that covers your bed. And I bought this one as well. Um, it's basically you put it um, on top of the mattress, but not on top of the sheet. So you can still have the sheet over it. Um, and you just sleep on it. And it's like you're sleeping on the earth. Super beneficial. Again, make sure you have uh, that grounded outlet, um, which uh, they send you uh, the the test plug to to make sure. So grounding uh, is huge, okay. And then, so uh, the rest of this stuff um, is just kind of is kind of going to be about resetting your circadian rhythm, right? Because if you're traveling from different time zones, your circadian rhythm gets all jacked up, and your body is like, "What the fuck is going on?" So. Another good reason to fast uh, while traveling is so you can eat at the proper time and kind of um, reset your circadian rhythm. If you so, in my situation, um, I fasted for it was about thirty-seven hours, longest I've ever fasted. I got back to California late at night, and I didn't want to eat because I know that normally I wouldn't be eating at like ten, eleven o'clock. So I waited until the next morning to eat breakfast, and that kind of like um, sent a signal to my body. It's like, oh, okay, uh, first meal. In 37 hours, it's breakfast time, time to, um, working on resetting that circadian clock. Um, so definitely eat at the proper time. Don't just eat when you're hungry. Make sure when you get to your final destination, you eat at a proper meal time. Another one that's huge, um, which goes into movement and grounding is getting some morning sunlight. Another thing that helps your circadian rhythms is the natural blue light from the sun. So one of the best things you can do to help your circadian rhythm uh, get better sleep that night and kind of mitigate the effects of jet lag are going out in the morning and going on a nice walk. Again, ideally in nature, uh, in the sunshine, not wearing sunglasses. You want to get that light uh, into your eyeballs. Um, I mean, obviously don't look directly at the sun, but uh, definitely sun gaze. So um, look like 
just below the sun, so you're not looking directly at it, but all that blue light um, is still uh, entering your eyes. And that is a very powerful way to help reset your circadian rhythm. Because if your body still thinks that it's nighttime from wherever time zone you came from, um, that's a a really good way to reset it. All right. Um, Also, take a cold shower. I mean... There's a lot of benefits from the cold showers. I'm not going to go into them here, but um, another uh, – so something else you can do, uh, kind of make this like a two-for-one. Uh, if cold showers are difficult for you, you can sing in the cold shower. And what singing does is it actually produces oxytocin. So you get all the benefits from the cold water immersion as well as a release of, of uh, oxytocin. So – Kind of helps you feel good, uh, releases that stress, helps you sleep a little bit better. So just do it. Cold showers, all right, and sing in the shower. All right, another thing you can do to help your circadian rhythm and uh, help you get to sleep after traveling is take melatonin. So this isn't something that I recommend doing uh, on a daily basis. This shouldn't be normal, um, but for traveling, because again, your circadian rhythm is all jacked up, um, and from all the crappy blue light from the airport, um, your body probably isn't going to produce uh, melatonin on its own. If it does, it's definitely not going to be enough to make you sleepy. So you want to take a melatonin supplement um, to help you go to bed and again reset that circadian rhythm. Um, 40 to 60 milligrams. I know it's a lot. Um, but again, this shouldn't be a regular thing. So when I got back, I took 40 uh, milligrams of melatonin before I went to bed and I knocked out. Um, I mean, that's probably also cause I hadn't slept in 37 hours. I stayed up that whole time. Um, again with not eating, um, But yeah, melatonin uh, is a great way. Some other good supplements are magnesium, like I mentioned earlier, for on the plane. Um, And if you have a magnesium supplement, you want to make sure it's magnesium glycinate or magnesium malate. Most of the magnesium supplements that are sold uh, in stores or um, that you might get are probably um, magnesium citrate, I think. That's what it is. I'm going to double check. Um, I have some notes on it. But if it's uh, that type of magnesium, um, you don't uh, – I'm sorry, magnesium oxide is the type you don't want. Uh, it's less than 5% um, bioavailable, which means your body does not absorb it. So again, the good options are the magnesium malate and the magnesium glycinate. And these are calming, so helps you get to sleep. And um, they're less laxative. So magnesium can have a laxative effect, but the oxide, or, I'm sorry, not the oxide, the malate and the glycinate are a less laxative or no laxative effect. So again, for supplements, uh, melatonin, magnesium, and also high doses of CBD, way more than they recommend on the bottle. Um to improve deep sleep, you're going to want at least 100 to 300 milligrams of CBD, which I know is a lot. Um, but to help mitigate the jet lag, I think that the pros outweigh the cons there. So those are some sleep supplements that I recommend. Um, so some other things that I like to take with me while traveling are fish oil capsules. 
So fish oil is uh, anti-inflammatory. Uh, it's good for heart health, brain health, uh, joint health, right? Because your joints get dehydrated. So it's a good way to, to lubricate your joints after long travel. Um, again, reduce the inflammation. So I use Lisi fish oil capsules, even though capsules are um, – you don't absorb as much from the capsules as you do a liquid. Um, I normally take a liquid, but when I travel, I'm not going to bring um, a bottle uh, of fish oil with me. Um, one, because of the, the airline regulations, you can't take a certain amount of liquid. Um, and you don't want to put it in your checked bag uh, because, again, you want to keep, keep fish oil at a uh, – um, a stable temperature, you don't want it to, to turn rancid. So also my dad once brought a, uh, a bottle, a glass bottle of fish oil with him, uh, to a tournament, a baseball tournament in Arizona. And it broke in his bag and his whole baseball bag smelled like fish oil and it was disgusting. So yet another reason to use the capsules, even though they are less absorbable, um, it's a much better option than not taking anything at all. So again, I use the, the Lisi fish oil capsules and, uh, I do have a discount code for that and it is Taylor M 15. Again, that's Taylor M 15. Um, and I don't, I don't get any money from you guys ordering it. I just, I truly believe in this supplement. It's the one that I take. And so I recommend that you guys take this one. You want to make sure it's a high quality fish oil. You don't want crap. Um, Okay. What else? I think pretty much covered everything. We got pre-flight, mid-flight, and post-flight. Um, some things to help your sleep, your circadian rhythm. Um, so I guess just kind of a recap. Uh, always be moving uh, before the plane, on the plane, after the plane. Kind of keep that blood flowing. You don't want to just be uh, stagnant for that whole period of time. Oh, one thing I forgot. Uh, avoid stimulants while en route to your final destination. So things like caffeine and alcohol, uh, because they are circadian rhythm disruptors and your circadian rhythm is being disrupted enough, uh, by the travel. So avoid caffeine and alcohol. Something you can do is, uh, when you get to your final destination in the morning, then have that cup of coffee. Okay. Then it's signaling to your uh, circadian rhythm. Okay. Now it's time to, um, to, to reset. So avoid caffeine in route. What, when you get there, have the caffeine in the morning. Okay. All right. Um, back to the recap, um, drink water. Okay. Hydrate, 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 uh, electrolytes. Um, if you don't have the electrolyte tablets, uh, just a good sea salt. Um, I use Celtic sea salt or Celtic sea salt. Um, Again, just a good way to add some flavor. Um, if you're fasting, kind of mitigate some of that hunger that comes with fasting. Um, the supplements for sleep, again, melatonin, um, high dose of CBD, um, magnesium glycinate or magnesium malate. Stay away from magnesium oxide. Um, no absorption there. Uh, a couple days before the flight, eat foods that are high in sulfur and glutathione. Again, those are things like um, broccoli, asparagus, avocado, cauliflower, right? Uh, on the plane, wear graduated compression to mitigate some of the buildup of blood and could be blood clots uh, if you have poor circulation in, in your feet. 
um, get outside in the morning, see the sunlight, reset that circadian rhythm. Um, some things you can do if you want to invest in these uh, on the plane. Again, I forgot to mention um, are the retimer or the human charger, and it's one's a, a pair of glasses, the other it goes in your ear, and it just sends blue light uh, to help your circadian rhythm. So if you're on the plane and it's morning time where you're headed, um, you can put those on to help your circadian rhythm while you're traveling. So before you even get there. So that's a good way. If you want to invest in those, um, I'd recommend it. Uh, I think that's, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. So I hope you guys, uh, got some benefit from this. Um, I know traveling, especially during the holidays can be very stressful. Um, so that's why I wanted to make this podcast to kind of reduce uh, some of that stress, some of those, uh, um, immune system kind of negatives that come from all this sick people on the plane, breathing in that recirculated air, um, help you get to sleep better when you get to your location, just overall giving you a better life. That's always my goal. So if you did get something from this, uh, please let me know. Um, and, uh, other than that, I'm recording this on uh, Christmas Eve. So hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season. And uh, that's it. Until next time, live the captain's lifestyle. Peace. All right. If you'd like to learn a little bit more, about the captain's lifestyle and what I offer in my online coaching, head over to thecaptainslifestyle.com. That's thecaptainslifestyle.com. And if you'd like to keep up with what I'm doing on Instagram, it is six Captain Morgan nine. That's six Captain Morgan nine. All right. Don't forget, live the captain's lifestyle. Captain.